an official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are broadcasting a very special edition of the Money Pit today from the 2008 book Expo America at the L.A. Convention Center. Now, why on earth would we be broadcasting from a book expo, you might ask? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, because we've got some very exciting news to share. Our first ever Money Pit book is coming out in just a few days, and we're here to launch it. It's called My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. Yeah, that's right. And we wanted to take our information and our advice and bring it to our audience, you, in a whole brand spanking new way. My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure is the ultimate look-before-you-leap guide to home improvement. And in this book, you're going to find the tips and advice that we deliver every week that will help you successfully tackle almost any home improvement project. You know, for years we've been hearing your stories that usually end with something like, if I'd only known before I started my project that... Chances were good when I ripped open my walls, termites would come tumbling out or that the uh, plumber's bill would triple if I moved the sink or I didn't probably need to spend that 15 grand installing the sump pump in the basement. Well, that's the kind of advice we've captured. You'll get it before it's too late in My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. That's right. That's why this hour we're going to pry open the cover of our brand new book, Crackety Crack, that's the new spine, and share some tips from its pages. And we'll be spreading the wealth because every single caller that we talk to on the air this hour is going to win a copy of our book before anybody else gets their hand on it. My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure, which is set to hit the bookstores in just a few days, is packed full of fun and humor and helpful advice and information that we offer on our radio show every single week. So let's get to it. The number is 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement dilemma. Call us with your home improvement question. We're here to help you get the job done. Leslie, who's first? We're going to start off the show with a question on hold right here. We've got somebody from L.A. Sarah is on the line with a question about converting a garage. Sarah, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you? Hi. I'm so glad you're taking my call. I'm running out of space in the house, and I want to make the garage. It's a one-car garage, and we don't put our car in there and make it into a playroom, like a full playroom, finished uh, carpeting, everything. Okay, are you thinking about then sort of really converting this to total living space? Yes, and never going back. Yeah, because you really have to make that decision. i got to tell you, in all those years I spent as a home inspector, I saw a lot of garage conversions that were not totally done. In other words, people used the space, but they didn't really make it look like it was never there in the first place. And if you want to do this, Sarah, that's what you have to do. Now, keep in mind that you're going to pick up some square footage with additional living space by converting it, but you, know, you may suffer somewhat in real estate value if everyone else on your street has a garage and, and people happen to like that. So that's definitely a consideration. If you don't so much care about that and you're willing to make the conversion, 
A couple of things to consider. First of all, you need to make the front exterior of that garage look like it never existed. What does this mean? It means adding additional Don't foundation. Don't leave the garage door there. Don't leave the garage door there. <laughs> Build a foundation, extend the siding, you know, maybe put in a window or two, make it look like it was part, a natural part of the front of your house. The second thing is that, that floor is going to be sloped because when garage floors are poor, they slope down towards the front of the garage so that when water drops off your car, it can roll out. So you're going to have you to build put sort in of a platform to sort of even it out and then do a new deck on top of the whole floor. I think that would be a good idea, depending on what your drop down is. Now, a lot of times you have a couple of steps to go down into the garage, so you could essentially right. suspend, you know, a floor structure above that. You could insulate it. You could add some ventilation, and you'll be, you know, totally good to go. Then the next thing to think about is the HVAC because you have to add heating, you have to add air conditioning, and remember, those garages are not insulated. They're not considered finished living space. So the only wall in that garage that's insulated now is the one between the garage and the house where you go in through the door. The rest of it's not going to be insulated. So those are the things that are really involved in doing the right kind of conversion. Sounds like a big job. It can be, Sarah, and if you're looking for something that's not, you know, fully living space and you're still going to use some of it for storage of items, make sure that you're not storing any toxic garage-type items in the same area that your kids are playing. And if you are, make sure you use proper containers to lock things up so you keep your kids safe from any sort of hazards that could be normally associated with the garage. Okay, thank you. I can't wait for the book. <laughs> well, it's coming out shortly. Sarah, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right. Well, My Home, My Money Pit is full of ideas that are going to save you money, something we could all use a little bit more of right now. Like in Chapter 4, we talk about kids' spaces and how to decorate them in a fun way without spending a ton of cash. Yeah, for example, if you decide to shop at a flea market to save some cash and the planet at the same time, there's a lot more than those fleas you need to be concerned about. You need to make sure those beautiful vintage pieces are safe for your child's room. We'll tell you exactly what to look for next. On the Money Pit Radio Show. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Broadcasting a very special edition of the Money Pit today from the L.A. Convention Center at the site of Book Expo America to kick off our brand spanking new book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. Going to be available everywhere beginning next week. And we've taken the most popular projects and questions that we've been asked about on our show and turned it into a very useful book. And just like our show, it's very user-friendly, full of great info like this. How do you decorate a kid's room on a budget? <laughs> you don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, move on. Next tip. <laughs> well, if you're decorating a kid's room like I just did, it's a great idea to find vintage pieces at tag sales and such. But you do have to keep a couple of these key tips in mind. We featured in Kid Spaces, which is Chapter 4, when you get your book, turn to it, of My Home, My Money Pit. And you don't want to get anything with old chipping and potentially lead-based paint. Old furniture, you know, it can be very beautiful, but it's often and potentially unsafe. You also want to make sure that you stay away from furniture with out-of-date latches and hardware, especially chests and cribs. Now, you can check out the website for the Consumer Product Safety Commission at cpsc.gov for recalled items. And in fact, if you are a parent, it's a real good idea to sign up to be on their uh, recall list. Whenever they have a recall, they'll email you and let you know. And i got to tell you, I'm so glad I'm on that list because as we were bringing up our kids, there was at least two or three times when we found something uh, that was recalled that came across to me in one of those emails. 
and you might not have found out about it any other way. Exactly right. I'm like, it's one more thing to put on my new parent to-do list. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, when you're tackling home improvement projects, especially if you're refinishing some new furniture items that you've just picked up at a yard sale for your kid's room, you know it really takes a team effort to get the job done. And like our book, you know, we've been very fortunate to work with a fantastic publisher to get our book complete and in a hurry. So now we'd like to welcome the man who led that team, Scott Watrous. He's a new parent as well, and he's the president of Globe Pequot Press who are the publishers of our book. It's good to see you again, Scott. It's good to see you, Leslie. Well, Scott, first of all, thank you. You must get hundreds of book ideas. What was it about My Home, My Money Pit that uh, really wanted you to make, uh, you want to crack the cover? Well, we get uh, we get literally, I don't know, tens of thousands of book ideas. And uh, and the, the exciting part about this for us was the fact that the radio show is so fabulous and really speaks to the people who are out there trying to get by and, and make improvements to their house and do it the right way, but not do it with too much expense. Now, what do you think is different about this book? I mean, this has been our first book, so it was sort of an enormous project for us to pull all these ideas together that we talk about, you know, usually without putting a lot of much thought into it sometime ahead of time and pull all those ideas out of our heads, capture them, get them into the book, and hand it over to you guys. So what really made this a different book when it actually was printed? Well, when you look at the book and, and you think back to our original dinner together when we talked about it and we decided that we wanted to do something that was accessible, that was fresh looking, and that really wasn't a copycat kind of a book and the design is where I think we pulled it together because we have a four color book that is not all about glossy pictures of what you might like to be able to create it's four colors that actually help you get to the point of sitting down and doing the job so design wise I think we did something fabulous it takes the accessibility of the radio show and really puts it between the pages and Scott, do you think that, you know, because the way Tom and I speak is very clear in how we wrote the book, and it's, you know, we're kind of funny, I'd like to think, in some places, does that make it helpful for the reader? Well, it makes it, it makes it very helpful. One of the things we struggle with as a publisher is trying to create a design that brings the voice of the author through. And that, that's the same thing in a nonfiction book, a fiction book. Um, it gets more complicated when you've got really multiple levels of things going on. So when you open the book, um, you see lots of different colors, lots of different call-outs, um, 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 boxes that give you information that really is what you need to be thinking about. I'm a new father. We've just we've got a three-year-old, and we just did two kids' rooms. So I understand what you're going through, Leslie. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at page uh, 55, and it's uh, kids' safe cleaners. Mm -hmm. And we made this decision to go to non-toxic stuff, not so much because we are green um, as far as how we live our lifestyle. We probably but should be more, but because of the kids, because of the allergies, because of the dangers and the chemicals. So this lays it out very clearly for you, and I think that's what makes it's so helpful. We're talking to Scott Watros. He's the president of Globe Pequot Press, and uh, this book is actually coming out under a new imprint called Knack. Uh, it is, and and we we feel like at at uh, GPP, which we sort of changed the name to to try to uh, add a little more life to a company that's been around for a while. Um, we felt that there was a real need for a very uh, very highly designed, uh, well laid out series that really focused on what people can do to be able to get from point A to point B in their lives. And we have different types of uh, different types of uh, uh, topics that we deal with, but we wanted to lead off the series with My Home, My Money Pit because we felt like it was going to be the building block of the series for us, not only with great authors and, and uh, who have a fabulous platform to be able to bring the word out, but also because we wanted to start with what we thought was the best thing and be able to grow from there. Uh, Leslie, we've always wanted to be a foundation, and now we are. I know. <laughs> I'm like, we certainly talk about them enough. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we tried to uh, to capture the spirit of the radio show. One of the things we did is we put um, a uh, sidebar in every chapter called si uh, Songs to Work By. 
What'd you think about that? Well, I think it's great. Um, and and here we're in the kids' room, and you know, uh, teacher children is of course the perfect has to be per, yeah, per, exactly. perfect Crosby, Stills, and Nash yeah. song. New kid uh, in town by the Eagles. Um, I have and, to tell you, I was never so thankful for a plethora of things in my iTunes that I could just go over every title and be like, that seems to work here. Well, the thing about this is, it's got to be fun. When people are going into a project, and and my wife and I have a house that was started in 1700 and is finished in 2006, and between one end of the house that and the other, that was a long remodel. It was a really <laughs> it was a long project. Many people were involved. And, and uh, Scott, you know it's never truly finished. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know it's never truly finished. And believe me, the parts on the front end of the house that were done in 1700 are falling apart pretty quickly. <laughs> well, it's a complete circle. You know, once you get it done, you either have to start again or sell it. <laughs> well, we're, the way it goes. Yeah, you've got uh, you've got a whole house full there. You just had a baby. You've uh, got dogs, cats, and goats. I hear. Got two two kids, uh, <laughs> uh, one dog, th three cats, one rabbit, and three goats out in a barn that was built oh in 1725. Goodness. So, and the barn is the ultimate money pit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not even thinking about doing that one anytime soon. Well, Scott Watrous, thanks so much for uh, publishing our book and for joining us thanks here. Thanks for on believing in us. Well, absolutely. We're thrilled about it, and uh, we really want to thank you guys for giving us the best book we could possibly have. Thank you so much. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Call us with your do-it-yourself dilemma, and we will give you a copy of My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure if you join us on today's program. Let's get right to those phones. Leslie, Who's first? All right, we've got Nancy in Michigan standing by who's got a mold situation inside of a very old house. Nancy, tell us about the problem. Well, we're just wondering if there's anything that can be done with an older house that's been remodeled, but it must still have hidden mold because one of the children with mold allergies is always sick. Hmm. Now, you say it's been remodeled. What was the remodeling project? What did it involve? The remodeling project yeah, was what did you, what... uh, putting putting on an addition, and also mm -hmm. remodeling the kitchen and the upstairs, the bedrooms. Okay. Uh, well, a couple of things. First of all, if you want to reduce uh, mold in your home, you need to reduce the sources of mold, which is water. Mm -hmm. So anything that you can do to reduce humidity and moisture, for example, you mentioned a new addition. Now, the addition obviously, obviously had a foundation. When you build a foundation, you disturb the soil. That soil needs to be recompacted several times over the first couple of years to make sure that it maintains its pitch and runs water away from the house. You also want to look carefully at the grading and the drainage in terms of the gutters and the soil to make sure the water is running away. You try to keep the houses dry as possible, you make sure you have plenty of ventilation. So when you eliminate that moisture source, that now makes the environment inside that much more difficult for you to grow mold in. Are you on a basement? Um, yes, but it's on a hill, and so all the moisture does run down. Okay. The basement is finished? Yes, partly. Right. Partly. Is it finished then with drywall? Yes. All right. Well, drywall is not a good material for a basement. I'm just going to give you a couple. It's all paper. Of, it's a complete yeah, food source. It's mold food. Yeah. There's a better product that's called Dens Armor that's made by uh, GP Georgia Pacific. Uh, that's fiberglass based. And it's if made you were, perfect for a moist environment like a basement yeah. or a kitchen or a bath. Yeah. If you're convinced that there's still an active mold problem in the house, what you need to do is have a mold inspection done. I would contact the local um, home inspectors in your area. I would go to ASHI, the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors at ASHI.org, A-S-H-I.org. And I would, uh, they, they have a search there by zip code. You can find inspectors in your area. Ask them if they do mold investigations. And if not, get a reference from them in terms of who they use for it because it is a specialized service. And it would be worth having this mold inspection done because while we can give you sort of the most common ways mold build up in your house, you know, someone that's used to looking for this could find it very quickly. Mm -hmm. Does your child get better when uh, he or she is not in the house? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> definitely a symptom. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's exactly what we do. Okay. 
Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. All right. Leslie, who's next? We've got Peter from New Jersey, who's got carpenter bees, which I can relate to because we Absolutely. have them around our house. <laughs> Peter, welcome to the Money Pit. Thank you. Hi there. Tell us what's going on at your Money Pit. Well, uh, my house on the upper eaves, of the, the, it's a two-family house, and I have these carpenter bees, and they just keep flying around, and I, can't, I tried everything, and I can't get rid of them. And I've had them for about five years, but they only come out in the summer. They love yeah. the summertime. Yeah, they, they do. And they right. drill these perfect holes that are about three-eighths of an inch in diameter. They and put they... a perfect wood plug. Exactly. <laughs> right. They're like That's uh, right, a drill. It's like a drill. Exactly, exactly. They're like, and they're also uh, very aggressive. They're sort of like low-flying attack helicopters. But they they'll don't go... sting, so don't yeah, be afraid of them. Uh, they, they're very nervy, these things. Yeah, they, they, they are. They'll go right, right in your face. Your face. Yeah, but yeah, that's but because... I've got about 25 or 30 of them. It's all bravado and, because, as Leslie said, they can't sting. So they just right, try to scare you that. away with their, with their size. Um, if you've had the problem that long, there's a couple of things that you can do. First of all, you're not going to be able to treat these with over-the-counter pesticides. You need to have a, a, what's called a wettable powder insecticide sprayed in by a professional. They have the right kinds of, of materials that can get rid of these guys once and for all. The other thing that you can do, we used to have carpenter bees at, at our house, and specifically at our garage. And besides spraying them, which you end up having to do every year or two, at one point we just decided to replace that fascia board that they love to eat with something called Azac, which is cellular PVC. Now, it looks just like wood. It looks, you cannot tell the difference but between the bees that. But can. Yeah, well, actually, when I replaced it, Leslie, they actually swarmed around it for quite a bit of time trying to <laughs> figure out what heads. it was. Yeah, saying, hmm, looks like wood. Doesn't taste like doesn't wood. Taste I don't like, get it. I can't it. eat this. I can't <laughs> drill my perfect hole in this. Right, so we totally removed um, all of the fascia. And that's actually what did the trick. That plus the spraying every couple of years really did the trick for us, Peter, because uh, you're right. They are very intimidating, and they really do get in your face. Peter, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. We are broadcasting from Book Expo America. This is the major trade show where all of the book publishers come to roll out their books that are going to be seen on store shelves. Our book, My Home, My Money Pit, coming out in uh, just a week or so across the country, available at bookstores. Certainly hope that you will check that out. You know, over all of the years the Money Pit's been on the radio, never before has there been such an interest in eco-friendly products for the home. That's why in My Home, My Money Pit, we are featuring green ideas, including safe and natural cleaning products. When we come back, we're going to tell you how to keep a clean and green home. Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Plus Ultra Exterior Paint and Primer in One with advanced NanoGuard technology to help you save time and money while preserving your home's exterior finish. For more information, visit bear.com. That's B E H R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We're coming to you today from the 2008 Book Expo America, the book industry's premier trade show. Why? Well, we're here to celebrate and launch our first ever book, Leslie, which I'm happy to tell you is flying off of the trade show floor right now. There's a Excellent. crowd of people standing around picking up these books and walking away with them. 
Excellent. And that book is called My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. And we are really, really excited to finally share this with you all. And it's full of the very important and pertinent information that Tom and I bring to you every single week, along with the fun and humor, if I don't say so ourselves. I think we're a pretty fun crowd that we like <laughs> to add to the mix. Because you can't take home improvement too seriously. No. I mean, after all, it is an adventure. It's fun. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. And it doesn't always end up where you expect it to be. And as most of you uh, know who have taken on a home improvement project, that is really what it's all about. And that's why we're so glad to be able to bring it to you here in the pages of My Home, My Money Pit. So join the conversation. If you pick up the phone right now and call us at one eight 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 money pit Every caller that gets on the air with us today is going to get a copy of My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. That's right. And our book is published by Knack, which is an imprint of Globe Pequot Press, or as Scott just told us, GPP. So we're also talking to other Globe authors who are launching books today about home improvement and right now about how to clean your home safely. And about 15% of the questions you all ask us here at the Money Pit are about cleaning. And today, more than ever, we are obsessed with wanting to accomplish, you know, using green materials and not exposing ourselves to harmful chemicals. So to teach us about this, we're joined by Kim Delaney. She is the author of Clean Home, Green Home, and Kim's book is also being launched from Book Expo America. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. Now, we're hearing over and over again that people really want to be more environmentally conscious, but they don't really know what's going to be the appropriate first step, what's going to make a real impact for themselves and their families. Is that what your book attempts to address? It does. Definitely, what are the first steps to take, um, but also, you know, how to do it in a way that's not overwhelming. Some of the um, information that's available about this topic can really just send you into hysteria. (laughs) So my book is really about doing it in a way that's manageable and even fun. And Kim, you cover, I mean, a variety of subjects in your book, from light bulbs to upholstery. How did you get this fire in your belly to sort of keep a green home? Well, it's funny. You should say fire in my belly because it really came with my pregnancy. (laughs) 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 I've, you know, I've really um, tried to keep most chemicals out of our house, you know, for quite a long time, but it was really when I got pregnant that it really drove, you know, drove it home for me that we wanted to live a toxin-free life the best we could. So um, I started doing a lot of research, and that's how this book really got its start for me. Well, you've got a lot of very practical, great ideas in there, one of which is, uh, for example, you talk about turning, uh, reusing furniture, turning a bicycle into an end table. What kinds of projects like that might our listeners want to tackle? I think, you know, for in my book, a lot of what I'm talking about is it, really just the three R's, reduce, reuse, and recycle. Um, and so even in cleaning, you're reducing the, the products that you're buying. A lot of it is you can make at home um, with just a few products that you might already have. And, you know, really getting your garbage can small and your recycling bin big. So you, when you are throwing things out, you're going to find places to donate. You're going to find where you can recycle all different types of things and not just throwing it all into the landfill. So it's really all about repurposing when it comes to that. Right, and finding people, you know, a lot of people want to update their computer before it's really all that outdated. So there's programs that will take computers, give it to kids in schools. You know, there's all kinds of things like that, or take back programs from the manufacturers. Now, you mentioned cleaning products. You know, I I know some of the products that you have at home, you know, or items in your cupboard that you could use into to make really great cleaning materials. But what are some of the, you know, chemicals that we might buy that we should think about not using and replace more with homemade items? I'll tell you what the the top three are. The top three cleaners that are considered the most toxic are drain, toilet, and oven cleaners. 
And all of them are really easy to change um, into just products that you're making out of vinegar, baking soda, salt, and water. I mean, you can't get more benign than that. Mm -hmm. Um, for drain cleaners, a lot of people do have problems with drains, and so they go straight to the, you know, the big toxic cleaner to yeah, get Yeah, the it. big guns. Yeah, to the big guns. And when really all you need to do is, if you have a, a persistent problem, put hot water, boil a tea kettle and pour the hot water down once a week. That'll keep it pretty open. When it starts to slow down a little bit, use baking soda and vinegar, and you get that fun, you know, science it, project. It makes like a great <laughs> volcano. It's excellent. And it, all, it makes you feel like you're really doing something, but it all, all that bubbling will clear the, the, the hair or whatever else is in that, uh, in that drain. And then for the toilet, you can just use vinegar. Baking soda gives it some scrubbing, and you, again, you can get that bubbling going. That'll help get rid of anything else in there. Vinegar is a great way to get rid of the bacteria. And then oven cleaning. Oven's the one that people get really stumped on because if you've ever tried to scrub your oven, it's, it can be really tough. And you know, and all these. Yeah, and the odor that comes off of those those oven cleaners when it's going terrible. through that cycle is terrible. Oh, it's terrible, and you know, so you know it's toxic. Right. But uh, you know, and I've tried to scrub, and and it's and it's tough. But if you do soaking instead, so just being strategic, putting a paste of baking soda, salt, and white vinegar, or baking soda, salt, and water, excuse me, um, and and making it a paste, coating the whole oven, leaving it overnight. That's the key. Then all you need is a little spatula, and you can scrape everything off and it doesn't break your arm. <laughs> you know, part of the secret here sounds like just not letting it get too bad to begin with. If you can mm -hmm. do just a bit more preventative maintenance. maintenance with natural products, then you really never need to bring out those big guns. That's exactly the point, yeah. We're talking to Kim Delaney. She's the author of Clean Home, Green Home. Kim, before we let you go, you also talk a lot about green. Do you think that that is a, used, is a word that's uh, very overused today and misunderstood? Well, I'm actually really happy to see it everywhere. <laughs> happy to see it go mainstream. I know that it does get, get used a lot, and, and at times, you know, there's greenwashing, and you have to watch out for it. So in the, in the book, I try and give Yeah, let's, let me stop you right there. Greenwashing uh, means when the greenness is over-exaggerated, correct? Right. Yeah. When a product that maybe isn't too green is trying to exactly is green. So in the book, I try and give the tools that you need to... Pick products that really are green. And one of the main, I mean, the, the rule is if they list all their products proudly, they're probably going to be green, especially if you can understand what that list says. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Kim Delaney, author of Clean Home, Green Home, coming out to uh, bookstores everywhere under the NAC imprint by GPP. Thanks so much for joining us. Good luck with the book. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, no doubt your budget is tightening as you feel the pinch of rising costs on everything from fuel to food. I just filled up the other day, $90. <laughs> oh, my God. But home design, and that was regular, but home design does not have to cost a fortune. And to prove that, we've included a new chapter in our book called 50 Under 50, 50 Great Design Ideas That You Can Do All for Under 50 Bucks, Less Than It Costs to Fill Up Your Car, I Hate to Say It. <laughs> We're going to share a few ways that you can decorate on the cheap after this. civic duty as an American and vote for the ugliest door in America. 
You've been hearing about this contest for months. Now the judging panel at Thermatrue has chosen 10 finalists. But it's up to you to decide who wins a $5,000 entryway makeover. Visit UglyDoor.com to see America's Ugliest Doors and cast your ballot today. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming to you from Book Expo America and in Los Angeles, California. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here at the largest trade show in the world for book publishers to launch our brand spanking new book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. And it is full of great ideas that are going to help you save money among other things. And you know, we are seeing the cost of every single thing we consume on a daily basis go up. And home decor is probably on the back burner of your budget right now, but it doesn't have to cost a fortune to create your own style in your own home. That's why we devoted Chapter 9 of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, to deliver 50 design ideas that are all under 50 bucks. Yeah, like this one. Now, if your budget won't allow you to uh, deck out your entire bathroom or kitchen with some gorgeous hand-painted tiles, you can use those as accent pieces. You can use those to sort of spice up an otherwise generic tile backsplash without spending a whole lot of money. You know what else they're great for? If you've ever had a broken tile and you just can't find a replacement, you can use decorative hand-painted tiles, which you can buy for just a few bucks a piece as the replacement tile, and people will say, gosh, what a nice design. And, and as assume long as you strategically that, break some that's other right, ones. <laughs> that it used to be there all the whole time. And we've got a whole bunch. I mean, literally, there are 50 ideas. And here's another fun one. If you happen upon a vintage upholstered folding screen, you can use it as a headboard. And if you want, you can use it in the accordion fashion and just pull your bed a little bit away from the wall. Or you can open it flat and then secure it to the wall. And if the fabric's not exactly your style, believe me, it is easy to recover. You can get those beautiful upholstery nail heads and create a nice tacky pattern with them and really make something that's super special that no one else has. Or if you find that you're just not really that organized and you keep forgetting uh, you know to pick the kids up at soccer practice although hopefully you're picking them all up or you missed a birthday party one too many times you can become instantly organized by painting the side of a cabinet or a bookcase anything that you've got around the house with a clean open edge with chalkboard paint or magnetic paint and then you can display notes and photos and invites and you will be the most organized person in the land I promise you I love that magnetic paint except the first time you pick it up Bend your knees. It's really yeah, it weighs heavy. a ton. And mix it up a lot as you use it because that magnetic sort of that stuff settles to the bottom of the paint. So you want to make sure that you really give it a good swirl before you apply it. All those ideas from 50 Design Ideas Under 50 Bucks, Chapter 9 of our brand new book. Let's go now to John in New Jersey. He's calling for advice on finishing a ramp for his house. Hi, John. Howdy. I have a uh, wheelchair ramp that was built uh, probably two or three years ago. Okay. And uh, Out of wood? Yes, the, the specs, it was supposed to be pressure treated lumber. But if it was, it seems to be the absolute lowest uh, rating there is. You know, I, I, can't, I can't tell exactly what it was, but it, uh, it's starting to show the signs of being out in the weather. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking to uh, protect it. Uh, and I've heard everything from uh, porch and deck enamel to like a urethane, like a gym floor. Now, now here, here's what you need to do. First of all, understand that if it is pressure-treated lumber, it's still going to check and crack. It does the, need maintenance. The pressure treatment process stops the organic decay of the wood, but it doesn't stop it from the, the thermal decay from the expansion and the contraction. So you are going to have cracks. What you probably need to do here is, is stain this deck. 
Yeah, and you really want to make sure that when you do stain it, that you peel away anything that's there that could be a problem, you know, anything that's chipping, get rid of it. And then you can go with a semi-transparent or a solid stain, but you do need to maintain this. And even if you put a stain on it in two, three, four years, depending on what the manufacturer's warranty is, you're going to have to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. And John, if you want more color in it, use a solid color stain. That will give you the most pigment. John, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. We're going to send you a copy of My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure for joining us today. So up next, do you want to breathe easier for your next paint project? Choose Chapter 1 of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. We're going to give you some tips on how to do that after this. 888 Money to you by Guardian Home Standby Generators, America's choice in power outage protection. Learn more at guardiangenerators.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Call us with your do-it-yourself dilemma before you pick up a paintbrush, before you pick up a saw, pick up the phone and call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We are coming to you today live from Los Angeles, California. We are at the convention center here where thousands of booksellers have gathered to see what's going on and what's hitting store shelves this fall, including a brand new title from us, My Home, My Money Pit, <laughs> your guide to every home improvement adventure. You're going to see that on store shelves in just a few days. We're very psyched. Yeah, and in My Home, My Money Pit, you're going to find all the great information and advice that we are known for, plus the fun and friendly tone that Tom and I like to tell you about it, and that you know, you're really used to hearing from us on the show. And before we get carried away, we're going to jump into our email bag, because I know some people are too shy to pick up the phones, and we've got one here from Connie in Whitefish, Montana who writes, I want to stain my house exterior with the lowest VOC stain available. My son reacted very badly the last time the house was stained because the windows are open a lot in good weather and it smelled for months. Yeah, absolutely. You know, trying to find the paint or the stain that has the most, uh, the smallest environmental impact is really, really important. In fact, Leslie, when I helped you paint your nursery, we used a paint called Mythic, which had no VOCs, no odor, and it went on really, really nicely. So you can get good quality coverage even using a paint that has no VOCs. Now, what about the stain? Now, Mythic, unfortunately, doesn't make a stain. They're not in that category yet, but there is one called BioShield, and their website is BioShieldPaint.com, and they offer one called BioShield Aqua Resin Stain. It's solvent-free, it's water-based, it's zero VOC. You can use it inside and outside, and they have 18 colors available. So I know it works great, it looks great, and you shouldn't have any issues with your son with this stain. All right, Connie, hope that helps you out. Let's go to an email now from Paul in East Point, Georgia. Paul says, I bought my 1930 bungalow three years ago as a renovated flip. Good timing on that, dude, right before the crash. Right before. <laughs> and it appears the previous owners had tried to refinish the floors but must have found a reason to paint them. Instead, I'm starting to see chips in places and worn parts where the pieces touch and move. I'm not sure if I should risk the expense of trying to refinish and stain them or not. What's the best way to clean painted wood floors? Well, the best way to clean them, that's the easy part of this. But that's not going to solve your chipping problem. Mm -hmm. You know, using a wood uh, cleaner, you know, like a Murphy's oil soap or something like that is what you would use to clean them. Um, but before you make that big decision as to whether or not you want to strip them or not, Paul, consider this. There may be a reason that they are painted right now yeah. and not stained. You don't know what's underneath that. And uh, if you Yeah, but some people chose to paint wood floors, you know, especially if it's in a pattern or if there's some sort of decorative element to that painting feature because of a design choice, not always that there's something wrong. 
Well, that is a good point. So you may just want to be cautious about approaching this. If you have an area, for example, in a closet or a place that's not that visible, that's a good place to try to start to lift this off. Now, sanding paint off of floors is a pretty major job, Paul. So I think this is a job that's best left to a pro because they really do need to cut a good sixteenth of an inch of material off of the top of those floors. If you want to do some experimenting yourself, you've got a vibrating sander or a belt sander and you could pull some off, then that's probably okay. But also remember that if you're going to take a lot off, it's a job for a pro because those big, heavy industrial belt sanders, if you sneeze while you're using that, if you hiccup while you're using that, you will totally ruin that floor. Now, if they're already finished, uh, that's a lot easier. It's not quite as bad. Quick email here from Ann in Derry, New Hampshire. She just bought a house with heating ducts that are full of rodents. Is there a way to clean this? This is a job for professionals, Ann, although we normally don't recommend cleaning ducts. Uh, if you've got that kind of situation, you definitely want to deal with it. We've got a chapter called Avoid Freezing, Sneezing, or Frying and Fizzling in the book that will help you. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Adventure. <laughs> this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Adventure. It is an adventure. It's coming to you from Book Expo America, where we're launching our new book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. I want to thank our publisher, Globe Pequa, for bringing us to print. And thank you for listening to this hour of the show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.